welcome back to another episode of Into the Airbnb, where we talk with Airbnb hosts about their short-term rental experience. Today's guest is Deanne Davidson, based in the Washington Coast, who has been a short-term rental owner since 2007. Today, Deanne will share with us about her experience in the last 15 years, some useful tips, and the secrets to become a successful and respected Airbnb host. This episode is sponsored by Airbnb the only one analytics dashboard for short-term rental investors and managers, where you can find precise Airbnb data such as occupancy rate, revenue, average daily rate, and so on. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Can you please tell us how did you get started on Airbnb or on short-term rentals? Um, it was on accident. We, mm-hmm. uh, we had a vacation home ourselves uh, on the Washington coast, but went for a drive and found this beautiful property up on a cliff that had a 180 degree ocean view. And we decided to purchase that and build two townhomes, a duplex style townhomes on it. And basically the only way we could afford it is to do short-term rental what we plan to do is on one side and have the other place for ours, but it became so popular that we ended up renting both sides, short-term rental and doing very well. We were one of the first short-term rentals in our area. So there was a high demand when we started 15 years ago in 2007. And um, from there we bought other ones uh, in, in the mountains and more on the ocean over time. So kind of got started on accident and we, I didn't discover ARBNB until about 2009, but they were fairly new back then as well. So, um, we had already formulated all our rules and how to, you know, how to stay at our place before we got to ARBNB, but Love Airbnb because they have the systems down as well. So that's kind of how we got started. Oh my God, that's a great history. And tell me, before you discovered Airbnb, um, how were you doing these short-term rentals? Like how was the distribution of the news that you were doing short-term rentals? Where did your guests came from and all of that? Okay, um, before Airbnb, we, we did our own website. Um, so we'd have a website to refer to. And we did, believe this or not, we did little color brochures um, that we passed out in the little travel companies around our state. Um, most mm-hmm. of our people come from Washington. Um, they travel, you know, from Eastern Washington or, you know, a couple hour drive to come to the beautiful beach, clam dig, uh, horseback ride, do, do fun stuff. So we found that was a good, good way. Um, and then online, we got the people that traveled to Washington from other states coming to mm-hmm. us. So summertime, we get the, um, the travelers from all over the United States. And in the fall, winter, and spring, we get the locals. So. I see, I see. So when you first discovered Airbnb and started to use their platform, did your revenue um, significantly increase with that? 
Well, I would say it did help in the beginning. It did help give us another avenue um, to get people from, but mm -hmm. it helped us more, I guess, in the later years, <laughs> more as we stayed on and became, uh, you know, the good hosts that we are and got known. Um, so in the beginning, it was, it was a little different because we had already had established our website and everything. But I, I like ARBNB because they do screen and they do verify uh, owners. And I do like the way that they do the um, reviews. You know, each one can honestly review. Uh, and that just makes me more comfortable when people come and stay. Um, since you were one of the first people, I guess, who got uh, to use Airbnb, since you were already doing short-term rentals before, have you tried using other platforms similar, for example, VRBO, and what was your experience with them? I did use VRBO. Um, I did use VRBO, and in the beginning, VRBO was very good. Uh, my experience with them over the years is mm -hmm. uh, they got too big and they didn't have a lot of uh, things in place like ARBNB. So I chose to not do VRBO anymore. Um, I also do a website with a local organ in Washington. Uh, it's just beach houses. It's called Beachcombers Northwest. And uh, we do get uh, people that directly want to come to the beaches in Washington and Oregon through that website as well. Okay, that's good to know. So let's fast forward to the present and I would like to ask you in the area you're hosting, how is the seasonality like? The high season is, is summer, of course, because we have the perfect 75 to 80 degree days in the summer. And we get a lot of travelers uh, from out of state coming to see our beautiful Northwest. Um, but we do have a strong winter season because people love to watch the storms come in. Um, we have the oh. front row, we have front row seat to the winter storms and they're um, fun to watch. And, but you're cozy in our comfy home when, while you watch them. So a lot of couples like to get away for a little romantic getaway. So we do have a strong, we call it off season, um, that's pretty steady, at least on weekends in the winter time as well. Uh, fall is a wonderful mid-season mid time because the weather is um, kind of moderate at 65 degrees and lots of clam digging happening. So. Um, we're, we're pretty much busy all year long with, um, with guests, but they're just different types of guests during the seasons. Okay, that's good. And in all this, like throughout the year, what is your average occupancy rate like? Okay, um, we're 100% in the summer, the summer months, we're 100% occupancy, I would say in the the lower um, off-season months were probably uh, maybe 60% occupancy during those times. Um, mm -hmm. but, it, but it's great because we get to enjoy it and we also get to work on our houses. You know, that's the time we get to do, you know, maintain our homes and make sure that they're really good for the high season. So that's right. That's right. 
Okay, so also throughout the year, uh, what is your pricing strategy? Um, pricing strategy. Well, we've got our prices pretty well set. Um, I have noticed the demand has increased, so we've kind of elevated our prices somewhat, but I kind of watch the competition um, to make sure you know, we're kind of in the ballpark. We're, we're not the highest, we're not the lowest, but we, we want to have the best product out there. Mm -hmm. um, most of our clients right now being 15 years are repeat guests. So um, I have developed a little club <laughs> called the Whale Tail Club that mm -hmm. um, a repeat guests join. That means they're good guests that have always left our home in good condition and they get little perks from us. You know, they get a little discount or they get a little surprise when they come. Um, so I, and they get to book way ahead, you know, the public. So um, I've offered these repeat longtime loyal guests um, some benefits to stay in with us. So we do keep full with that. And then we fill in with some new guests. In between. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, can you tell me if you tried, like in the past or right now, using a dynamic pricing tool or a pricing tool? Any of um, that? I, you know, I have not used any of the pricing tools. I kind of just mm -hmm. watch the market. I, you know, kind of do a market analysis in our area. Um, and you can always tell, you know, if your phone's ringing off the hook, it's probably too low. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so we, we've kind of, we've kind of found our niche with, um, you know, couples, couples with the dog seem to be our niche and the price point that they're willing to pay. And, and the outcome is usually good that you can't tell they've been a guest here. They leave our house so good. So, you know, that's all factored in. <laughs> I don't just try to get anybody in here. We have a pretty specific clientele. Oh, that's good that you know about your target audience. So you can get to attract them and get to see how they behave. Right. Um, how do I, you, right now that you're doing Airbnb, how do you get to sort out your guests? You, will, you wouldn't like to bring anyone. You, that's what you told me. So do your own yeah. background checks on them or something? Um, what I do is um, I, I do the auto book on, on Airbnb and I've listed the criteria that I want and they have to have a, um, they have to have a referral from a prior guest. That's one of my criteria. Um, and they, we also narrowed our down. We used to sleep eight in each home. I've narrowed it down to four. So by having the smaller groups, we get the couples, the couples with the grandparents or the couples with two kids. Um, we just get a smaller crowd and that's, you know, that helps us become more effective. But if they fit all the guidelines on the auto booking, then it's not an issue. But I do talk to them, message them before to make sure we're a good fit before, um, you know, they come you know, I want to make sure we're a good fit. So I do have the conversation with them in the messaging mm -hmm. format um, after they've booked. So we want to make sure. Anyway, that's kind of what I do. <laughs> that's a great strategy, to be honest. And um, 
after you got started on Airbnb, did you find there to be more trouble guests than before or you didn't get to experience any of this yet? Um, when I first started on Airbnb, um, well, I was less experienced. <laughs> and so we were getting random troubled, troubled guests. But, mm -hmm. um, but for the most part, uh, if, if you utilize the, the platform properly, you know, it's a trust, trust in us and trust in the guest. And if that doesn't happen, then you're not going to have a good guest. So that's right. why the, that's why I go back to the conversation after they book or when they're um, asking to book, if they don't qualify for some reason, um, they might ask to book. And then I, mm -hmm. I have my questions and I don't necessarily block someone that's, or, or I don't necessarily not book someone if they haven't had any experience yet. But if mm -hmm. I have the conversation and ask the appropriate questions and they fit, then I will, I will uh, let them stay, so. I see, and do you still get some trouble guests sometime uh, you know, in the present or not? <laughs> You know, I haven't had any trouble guests probably in the last five or six years. Oh uh, yeah, no, no, no bad ones from Airbnb because mm -hmm. I'm really sticking to it and I'm sticking to what they lay out and following their, their guidelines on that. And they do let mm -hmm. me reject. If I'm uncomfortable, I can reject that guest and not be penalized as, as a host. Um, so it's worked, it's worked for me. That's every host dream to get no trouble guests at all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> are, are there and, any tips you like to give out to uh, Airbnb hosts so that they can also get to know their target audience and to filter out the bad guests in Airbnb? Yes. Um, the best for a new person, uh, brand new do hosting, I would suggest starting out with just, even if you can sleep more people, starting out with smaller groups. Don't try to do a group of 10, you know, your first year until you get a feel for people because we are in the people business, basically. Sure, we offer nice homes and everything, but you have to understand people. You have to like people to be in this business and um, you, you get a feel for when, when you have conversations, you get a feel for the type of person that's going to be staying in your home. And I think that's really important when you've invested a lot of money in, in your real estate that you get good people in your home and you treat them mm -hmm. good. So, um, mm -hmm. I would say the, my best tip is to start small with small groups, couples, couples and a child, you know, just to start with until you get mm -hmm. a feel and until you get some good reviews under your belt and, and a good feel for it. And then my second, my second tip is to always go and stay at your, at your home, stay at your home, you know, every so often for a couple nights and see what the guests are seeing, because you'll, you'll see something different than just walking through a home or looking at the pictures of your home. When you actually live it, you go, oh yeah, that's what the guests meant by their feedback, you know? So that would be a second tip I'd offer. 
So that's a really good tip to get your own Airbnb experience, right? I've never heard about that before, but yeah, it's really good. Um, in your in all your years doing um, short-term rentals and also with Airbnb, what have been your top challenges? It can be anything, guest-related, money-related, property-related. You can let us know. Okay, the top challenges I would say for any Airbnb owner um, or vacation home owner and for myself at times is finding a good team, good team members to help you, the cleaners, the yard workers, the home repair people. When you're in a remote area um, where your resources are limited, sometimes that is very, very hard. And um, trust me, your cleaner is probably your most important asset that you have in this business. Um, without a clean home, your guests aren't going to return. So that would be my top challenges um, for that, for owning a vacation rental that you rent out. Yeah, that's um, good to know your experience as well. Any other tips you'd like to share for Airbnb host? Any particular thing you've learned? Anything you'd like to share? Um, boy, <laughs> that I covered everything. Um my biggest, uh, I wouldn't do over 30 nights. I, I, you're getting into long-term rentals there. And in Washington, you, mm -hmm. it's a whole different animal. You have to evict if it's over 30 days. You have to go through formal eviction. So I wouldn't try to get in that over 30 days on, on a guest. Um, that would be one tip. And I wouldn't do one nights either. You don't get as good of a guest at a one, uh, for one night. Um, pop in, pop out. That's like a motel person as you do with, um, we found that our sweet spot was three to four nights. Those were the perfect guests. You know, they kept the place clean. They were neat and tidy and they, they got to relax. There was enough time to relax. And um, so don't try to do those, those long-term. I, I know Airbnb pushes that a lot, but um I think you're asking for more trouble when you get into that. It's a whole different game than the, the traveling public. I see. So uh, now that you're telling us this one tip, have you tried short-term rentals? Sorry, long-term rentals before? And that's where your knowledge comes from? <laughs> I have done long-term rentals and they're, uh, they're a disaster, at least in Washington state, um, because mm -hmm. there's so many rules there's so many rules that favor uh, the tenants over, over the owners. So I got mm -hmm. out of all my long-term rentals and, and changed to short-term and I'm, I love short-term rentals. I see, yeah, I can understand about it. Um, what were things that you hated most about the short-term rentals, long-term rentals, sorry, did they affect your revenue significantly. You told me that you had many uh, troubles with that, with the Washington um, State. Well, and also well Washington guests. State, yeah, Washington State law is is different. I, it may be different in every state. I don't know, but in Washington mm -hmm. State law, if it's over thirty days and they don't leave, then you have to file court <laughs> case mm -hmm. and have them evict. So they could technically stay here a year without you being able to kick them out. 
um, if it's over 30 days. So that's just, it's nonsense to even try to do something like that. Also, I have done, a, I have done a, like a 28 day um, summer stay. And you, you do lose revenue when you do those long terms because you can't charge the same rate when they're doing 28 days. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, we found the optimum was four, three, four, even a week day is good. Um, and that way you keep a handle on what's going on inside your home. It stays clean. You can keep it up. Um, the long-term stays, there's a lot of hindrances of it with that. So can I get to know, uh, an average, how would be like your monthly revenue or on your revenue? Um, our, let's see, well, our annual revenue. I mean, we just have two units now, like I said, we're mm -hmm. side down from five, two units and each unit produces about 50, 50 a year. So for the two units, about a hundred thousand annual. So that'd be it for today. And thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing all these tips and all your experience with us. It has been great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Into the Airbnb. We're looking for hosts and other people in the short-term rental industry to interview. If you have what we need and would like to share your experience in this podcast, please send us an email. All the info is at the end of the description.